Welcome everyone to episode 555, can you believe it, all fives this week. Uh, Aussie Tech Heads, how you doing? I'm Glenn Goodman and we've got a, another show of uh, tech news, views and maybe reviews, opinions and whatever else can come along. So uh, sit back and hope you enjoy the show, especially those guys who watch us on big flat screen TVs. So good on you, I hope we're looking good. Uh, it is the 19th of October 2017, so welcome. Uh, we Yes, we are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au for your web hosting needs, but also the AussieTechRadio.com. So if you're into podcasting, tech podcasts, and you want to hit listen to them back-to-back 24-7, why not? Uh, AussieTechRadio.com, go to TuneIn Radio, grab it there. Facebook.com forward slash AussieTechEd, YouTube youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds, and uh, whatever else there is going. We might uh, spew a few out throughout the show, let you know what's going on. Also, the Aussie Mac Zone for all your Apple, get your Apple fix, jump over there, and the, uh, yeah, well, there's a few other shows. We're in a bit of hiatus at the moment. The Obsidian Loft, Old Fart Geeks, and Aussie Tech Security, but I'm sure they'll be back soon. All right, so this week on the panel, we have our regular Jason Warlock, and also someone we haven't seen for quite some time, uh, Steve Cooper. So well, let's go to Steve first. How you going, Steve? Good, good. Good. What have you been up to since we last heard from you? I'm not sure what you were doing. I think you were just about to move to Brisbane. I did, I did. I, I moved to Brisbane, uh, so C- CTO for a startup, a fintech startup up here. Um, but yeah, since then, I've uh, decided to head back to the, the evangelist world. So nice. So now uh, API and platform evangelist with Telstra. Oh, good work. Oh, the, big, the, the big blue, the big Telstra, the big T. Good stuff. The big T. <laughs> yes. And uh, Jace, how are you going? I'm pretty good, thanks. How are things going there? Yeah, not too bad. Just, uh, you know... Kicking goals, I suppose, as many as I can. So, yeah, pretty good. Yep. Now, uh, what's uh, Steve, tell us about what's, what do you mean by evangelism? Is it like preaching the good word of Telstra? Like you, is that what they do or what's evangelism? You will be saved if you <laughs> yes. listen to the word of Telstra. You grab your, uh, your tech device and you're like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, essentially working uh, with developer community, so uh, representing a company and um, thought leadership, API integrations, all that sort of fun developer stuff among developer communities well, throughout everywhere, really. No, right. Um, essentially, the, the, the same thing that I've done previously with uh, the good people at PayPal and also Zero. Nice. Now, I know Telstra is, they are getting into all this IoT business, aren't they? So is that what you're on board there for, like to, to help build out their, build up the IoT presence or, or what, how do you, how, what is your value to the company? Are you just platform building or just awareness building? Um, everything. Right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Everything, everything developer anyway. Um, so on the API side, there is there's a, a a lot of new APIs that we're really close to launching um, next week. No, I won't tell you that yet. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, there's um, there's a whole bunch of new IoT APIs on their way. Um, there's uh, a thing called the Programmable Network, which is really cool. Uh, as a developer, like picking through it over the last few weeks has been. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> There'll be some NDAs and stuff, of course, but I'm going to guess something like uh, Google Home, Siri Speaker, Amazon Speaker and stuff like that. Uh, essentially, programmable networks built over the top of um, the likes of you know Amazon and some of the other big um, you know, hosting platforms. Uh, it, it, the way I, I kind of think of it as a developer is it's choose your own platform. So you can connect services from different things 
into one configuration. So you can pick something from this, something from that, connect it together, hook up the IoT network, uh, hook up, um, you know, Telstra services, and, like, you've built your own platform. It's nice. really cool. Nice. Now, uh, you probably don't know, like, is this an expensive thing to do or you're probably not in that area? Like, um I say, like, yeah, is it expensive? And who else is doing this in this space? Like, say, Telstra might be the only one in Australia, or, or are they? Or is there others overseas? Is this, like, a, a an original for Telstra? So there is a... I mean, there's a few others that do something kind of similar, but that's more geared around sort of mixing cloud services, whereas, you know, having the, the power of some of the IAT stuff hooked up as well, you can pull in IAT sensor data, load that into, you know, hold, store that into a server, connect the API, et cetera. And then right. do analytics off the side of it, do some machine learning intelligence all right. in one configuration. Like, yeah. yeah. The stuff you're doing, is it going to be like corporate stuff or consumer stuff or a bit of both? Or Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I go for the um, easy questions. Back to you, Glenn. What yeah. you <laughs> um, for me as a developer, like I literally, my passion is in sharing the information. Um, you know, I come up with, some some innovative ways to use this stuff, and then we'll share that. You know, whether it's you know, in, you know, talking to corporate clients, talking to developers, speaking about it at a conference. That's my thing. Um, yeah, I love the innovation and is, the, the sharing side of things. Yeah, is this is this gig gonna take you overseas? Like, I know when you were with PayPal, you were never, you know, you, you couldn't sit still for five <laughs> minutes in Australia, even. Uh, so, is this thing can this take you overseas, or is just pretty much uh, desk based okay. in Melbourne? No, no, I'll, I'll be, you know, out and about amongst the developer communities everywhere. And this, by all means, is, is a, you know, a global product. So Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. Things Good. Things are going to ramp up pretty, pretty quickly, I think. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. All right, well, uh, that's what Steve's been up to. That's been interesting. Now, uh, what else are we going to do this? Our lives look a bit dull, doesn't it, Glenn? <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't really understand a word he said, really. <laughs> I heard APIs and... Uh, yeah. IOTs and TLAs and... Yeah, stuff like that. I heard a lot of acronyms and three-letter things. But, uh, yeah. But, all right. Well, something that you guys might know about recently this week is the Wi-Fi security floor uh, has... this Yeah, crack. Yes. K-R... Was it K-R-A-K or something? something what it's called? Yeah. So, it's put uh, devices at risk. So, I guess... So, what's happened here is there's a guy that that has been able to decrypt or get in before the encryption of a router and whatever he's been able to do is to decode decode the, the WPA2. Is that is that the guts of the story, Jace? Is that how you understood it? Something like that. I didn't go right into it. Oh, okay. Steve, going to I, be me. <laughs> I saw Steve nodding his head. Is that what sort about of... our developer? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I was kind of watching, um, got a, you know, Part of my network, re- really strong security people that uh, were making noise about it before it was breaking and during the, the news was breaking. Right. Uh, it, interesting. Um, yeah. There, there is a there is a, um, a way to fix it, though. The good old LAN cable. Oh, yes, yes. But I think uh, <laughs> they, they were also saying something like you just needed to update the router. Apparently, there's fixes. Or switch it off. Yeah, I'll switch it off. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, the LAN cable is probably the, probably the best idea. But I don't know if it's that uh, prevalent as yet. I, I think they were saying routers that may be more than uh, five years old or ones that don't that you can't update, you might have a problem with. 
but um but anyway yeah it's a bit if you've got an old router or whatever just yeah see if there's an update for it i guess yeah i think the biggest problem is joe user is not going to know how to update the firmware on his router either yeah the vulnerability apparently was discovered by a couple of researchers the guys mathy mathy Van Hoff from a Belgian university. Now, according to his paper, the issue centers around a system of random number generation known as NUNCE, a number that can only be used once, uh, which can, in fact, be reused to allow an attacker to enter a network and snoop on the data it being sent to it. Now, all protected Wi-Fi networks use the four-way handshake to generate a fresh session key, and so far, this 14-year-old handshake has remained free from attacks. Uh, up until now. So every Wi-Fi device is vulnerable to some variants of the attack. Our attack is exceptionally devastating around against Android 6.0. It forces the client into using a predictable all-zero encryption key. So like this stuff is just way beyond me. I'll give you the tip. But uh, yeah, it, it's pretty uh, scary. It's made all the headlines everywhere. And I guess if you've got devices, uh, iPhones, whatever, if it's going to affect phones, it can affect computers, uh, routers, just a IP camera that's not going to get a firmware update because you bought it for $10 off eBay. Well, that's right. So I guess if there's one device on your network that is uh, is vulnerable, I guess they can get in and see that what the encryption key is or whatever and go for gold around the network. Hmm. Nasty, nasty. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's probably the biggest story of the week. There's pretty not too many going on this week, is there? That I could find anyway. But uh, a lot of ones, no. nah. But uh, look, I'll give you another little, a short one because that was a real short one, wasn't it? I saw. Um, what did I see? I saw Google introduces an advanced Gmail security feature for high risk users. Now I'm not sure how you get to be a high risk user. But apparently, from reading the the story, it went on. It was all about people who click on spam links and emails. Is that the well? That is a high risk user. But as in these high risk users are like <laughs> politicians or uh, corporate identities and all this sort of stuff. So Google yeah. said that it would on Tuesday roll out an advanced protection program in order to provide stronger security for some users. Now the internet. You know why that is, don't you? Oh, the, this you see the guy, the guy on Twitter who made up fake accounts on Gmail and started emailing American politicians and uh, English politicians and saying, hi, my name is whatever, Mitt Romney or something. Can you mm. tell us what's going on with such and such a plan? And this guy's like, oh, yeah, hey, Mitt, here's, here's the latest <laughs> details and send him classified <laughs> info. And he creates another account and sends it off to another politician in the US. Oh, He's dear. Like, Oh, hey, yeah, it's me because you just put in the first name, last name as that politician's name. And then even the, the address doesn't have to be anything to do with their name. It could be random characters. But as long as it's got their name in the, the from, they're like, oh, yeah, here's the latest secret details. Don't tell anybody about this. And they just email it straight back. So I think Google's trying to help those politicians oh, dear. stop being quite as stupid as they are and have some more uh, information in the security. Yeah, that's uh, why can't? Yeah, that is crazy. I know. Like, if you if you work with the government, don't all your emails come from a .gov.au address? And if they don't come from that one of those domains, from that domain, you don't answer them. I thought that Did was. You know, politicians sometimes use unsecured home servers. Oh no! Shock horror. I think it's more Hillary <laughs> Clinton. Sometimes you can't see the uh, the email address, so all you see yeah. is the the name. So all they're doing is going, "Oh yeah, hey, it's blah." Mm. Respond. 
Yeah, so apparently uh, the program will also include uh, features like in the through the account recovery process uh, to prevent fraudulent access by hackers. Uh, they'll put in additional steps. Uh, I think one of the ones that was cited, one of the, say, scenarios that was cited in this article was, I think, yeah, last year with the, the US election, there was apparently those emails from John Podesta were leaked by WikiLeaks. And they were saying that the, the reason that whoever it was got access to these Podesta emails was they they did an account recovery or something. And it, well, but it turned out his password was just password or something. So um, I did something like that with a friend of mine. He um, got into the Gmail beta program when it first came out. And um, he was like, oh, hey, everyone, this is my cool new email address. And you can't get one because you haven't been invited into the Gmail beta. So I went on to Gmail and I was like, password reset. And it said, mother's maiden name. And I was like, oh, what's something stupid? I like the Simpsons. So I typed in Simpson. It turns out it really is his mother's maiden name. <laughs> oh, so no. reset the password, logged in, and then sent him an email from himself to himself and then told him what the new password was. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to change that password recovery option now to something completely different. <laughs> oh, that's hopeless. Yeah, so, uh, look, things are going on over there. Um, what's, uh, what have you seen this week, Jace, that you thought was interesting? Well, uh, since we were talking about Melbourne before, this one sounds pretty cool. It's such a simple thing to do in Game Changer because you can all of a sudden, metaphorically, see again. A guy... Um, let me start at the top. Imagine you walk into a train station during the middle of a power outage. There's no ambient light, so you're in total darkness, forced to navigate your way through the area. How easily do you think you would cope? Would you know where your surroundings are? Would you be able to ask strangers for help? This is the harsh reality visually impaired people face every single day, but an innovative new concept in Melbourne is looking to change this once and for all. For the next eight months, Melbourne's Southern Cross Station will be running a pilot program using existing beacon and GPS technology to connect to a navigation app on a blind person's smartphone so they can be provided with audible directions in public spaces. Having been severely visually impaired for over 20 years, guide dog Victoria Klein, David Ferran, said the Blind to Square app has given him more independence than he's ever felt before. It's such a simple thing to do in a game changer because I can all of a sudden metaphorically see again, he said. You use the example of walking into your office building. You can see where the reception is located. You can see where the elevators and stairs are. You can see the exit. For him, the area is just a blank canvas that can only be slowly navigated by using guesswork. There's not much in terms of assistance for blind people. Sometimes we have to ask strangers to help us, and finding someone who can actually be bothered is a challenge on its own. However, this technology will audibly say, reception is 10 metres to the left, the stairs are 20 metres in front of you, the lifts are 2 metres to your right. This is really powerful and will allow me to find my way around in less time, which means less pre-planning and more confidence. He said, while the technology won't completely replace guide dogs or white canes anytime soon, he thinks adding them to shopping centres, libraries and other pub popular spaces will be empowering for people in his position. It's the sort of thing that will make a city inclusive and will allow disabled people to be independent. I think one biz once businesses realise they can increase customers by adding these beacons, they're also warm to the idea. General Manager, Client and Guide Dog Services, Dr. Alastair Stott said this type of technology has already been rolled out in parts of Europe and New Zealand, and he expected the trial in Australia to gain real traction. Given the cost and maintenance of these beacons is very low and the app is free for users, we don't see why this couldn't be rolled out nationally. Information is updated in real time and will be available in 30 different languages. 
Yeah, well, that uh, doesn't seem too bad. But why? What's the difference, say, between say that and just the Google Maps or something? I know, like indoors, yeah, I can see the difference. But but walking around outside, Google, what's the GPS down to about three meters or something? Is that is this just something like that? Yeah, yeah. This probably gives you a lot more detail and more information. You'll be able to find where a building is, but how far to your left or right yes. is the main door? Are you standing in front of a great big glass apple shop and the doors are down there somewhere oh, and you don't yes. know, you have to feel your way along until you find the door. Well, you probably walk into it because they are. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. And they feel your way around. You can just say, okay, five metres to your right and go straight in. Now, I guess, Steve, it, would that would be something that could sit happily on, on your little Telstra network and you could extract some stats out of it, I guess, couldn't you? I'd love to see um, yeah what what a developer could do with like the the narrow narrow band IoT network because yeah this this type of thing I mean that's the type of thing I love to see is this yeah, great great user case story mm. it's pretty awesome yeah. um, actually the um, and particularly you know helping helping blind blind people navigate the um, the actually saw uh, some of the braille signs at uh, the Brisbane Museum up here. Uh, there was one sign in particular that was on the other side of a, of a trash can. The trash can, on the, I think I've got a picture of my Instagram, but trash can on the wall and then sign, it's like person has to, you know, reach over a, over a can to be able to read the sign. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've seen um, pictures. I was reading the story about this guy who was visually impaired, and he said a lot of people will have conference rooms and they have these big doors, and when they're shut, it's okay because you can find the plate that's got the um braille on it but when the big doors are open the mm, plate is behind the door <laughs> yes. so you can't you can't touch something that's even if it was on the front of the door now that's turned this way but they put it on the wall that the door opens and covers and then they still can't find out which room they're supposed to go to mm. so something like this would be invaluable i noticed uh sort of a bit off track but i noticed uh pills these days you get from the chemist uh there was a packet i, I came across today that had the, the braille dots on the actual packet which was i thought that's that, what really a, good yeah idea. what a great idea because how would you know what was what so yeah that's uh, another good one i saw was a braille smartwatch. it has little pins like you know those devices you could get that's rectangle and you put your face yeah. in it and leaves your face it's yes. got those kind of pins that stick up from the watch and it puts the time in there in braille yeah right. it changes changes every minute yeah, cool. I think some of those uh, image recognition APIs are, are really cool too. That'll actually identify, you know, common um, objects in in uh, like a, a camera view. So you can you can tell, you know, what type of whether it's an apple, orange. Like it can identify, help identify things for the person as well. Mm. And yeah. then you can buy them on Amazon too. Yeah, good. <laughs> yes, my Bixby does that. It's on the. Um, samsung galaxy s8 it's got a bixby app and you aim it at something it'll like if you see a, a dress in a catalog you can aim it at that take a photo and it'll say what is this and it'll look it up online and find out where you can buy it from the exact pattern the same style and everything yeah right things are just getting too smart these days it's just uh it's all it's all getting too much now, yeah. even even photographs are springing to life, apparently. Uh, new software makes it possible uh, to breathe life in the still photos by making, say, a picture of your face, making the person smile, uh, even though... It's all Harry Potter come true. 
Well, yes, yes. Uh, the project was developed in Israel with the help of uh, some social network. It has the potential to become the net's next viral hit, but also has more serious long-term uses, as one of the creators explains. But look, I'm just trying to see if I can find a, a link, because I have got the link here. Now, this, unfortunately, I think is a video. So those who are listening uh, probably can't really, you'll have to imagine but uh, but what happens is the the photo the 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 software has pre coded uh, say ways that the face will look when it smiles so that it will add crease lines in etc to the face uh, and yeah tilt the mouth up and all this sort of stuff and some of the output is quite good and if we wait we'll just wait for this ad to finish and I can just show you this video uh, in three seconds. But yeah, look, it's just even a guy in one of the in this was she was made he was made to smile and showed his teeth and everything, so it's quite quite good. We'll just push this down here so you can see a big one. But like, that's those of you on audio, sorry. Yeah, just imagine it. But <laughs> that's right. But isn't it good? And I I think some of the uses that they were sort of saying was you know from say on Facebook for example that uh, you know your emojis you know you got your like your love your hate and whatever. Well, you you can choose. It. Yeah, you choose your emoji, but your you can have your actual face doing the 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 thing of the emoji, the emotion. It sounds scary. <laughs> yes, I know, but yeah, so um, yeah, it's quite good. It's uh, yeah, that's good to see where stuff is going. This this uh, day and age, photos. You could see. You could really picture this idea. Oh, yes. I haven't seen many uh, little puns from you lately. What's happened? I've been busy. You haven't... You, you haven't yeah, you haven't run out, have you? <laughs> he, he signed oh, an no. NDA. He's not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's encouraged. Oh, it's encouraged. Did, uh, did you want to develop a joke? I have I have a whole bunch of new ones. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's what like... Puns a... and memes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you call a singing computer? Uh, what? Adele. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> are they? Are they developed one of those? And it fell off the boat that I was on. It was rolling in the deep. Oh, are, they, are these developer jokes or are they dad jokes? <laughs> I think they're I dad. Know both. Column yeah. A, column B. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but for those uh, who don't know, like Steve likes putting up on his Facebook just, just little weird puns, don't you? Like just every now and then. Just whenever you feel like it. They used to come at favorite, come at a rapid my rate. Favorite, my my favourite in the last six months was uh, the picture of the the um, what was it? It was a, a water one of those um, water cooler refill bottles yeah. on its side, and it was a watered down photo. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> one of my favourites. <laughs> All right, you you need your own Facebook page for those. Now, <laughs> I'd subscribe. Yes, they they sort of they don't make you go ha, laugh ha ha, but they don't even make you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they are addictive, aren't they? Because you want to remember them and you want to pass them on to other people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's uh, Steve? Have you come across anything this week that you found interesting? Uh, and uh, like any, any what, what sort of um, yeah? Well, you just you just jump in on this one because you probably Ooh, yeah. I have got something. 
Yes. Uh, the new uh, Oculus Rift uh, standalone headset. I don't know if you can grab a grab a link quickly, but Oculus, um, you know, the Oculus Rift uh, virtual reality headset. They yes. announced uh, a new one for next year, a new uh, consumer uh, one aimed at you know, the every consumer. Uh, $200 US, standalone, don't need a computer, don't need anything special. It's just buy the headset and off you go into the world of virtual reality. Right. I've got a Samsung Gear VR that came free with my phone from Telstra, but <laughs> I used it for the first month and I haven't got it back off the shelf since <laughs> So that was, um, yeah, that was like the early um, virtual reality where you didn't have any sort of control inside the, the world or limited control, whereas this actually comes with the, with the controllers. Yeah, this has a oh. hand controller with a pointer and stuff. Oh, it works okay. like a Wii U oh. controller and it's got a touchpad on the top of it. The best, the, the furthest I've gone with, the, with virtual reality is just the Google box cardboard one. the best one was. They, they've got... Mm. Um, the last Star Wars is on there, and when they were filming Star Wars, they put down a 360-degree camera mm. and filmed the set and then added some CGI. So you can go down to Jakku at, in Star Wars, and you see this big um, spaceship zooms across, just misses the top of your head and crashes on the ground over here. Debris explodes and nearly hits you in the face. And then uh, BB-8 rolls along and he comes up to you and starts talking to you and you can use the pointer to interact with him and then you have a look down around behind you and these speeders go zooming past and stuff like this. And then they had the scene where um, they had the, the guy who um, does all the martial arts stuff. I can't mm. remember his name now, but they were down. They had you down there and they have the big tank comes through and has stormtroopers walking past it. And you can look around, you can see people in the resistance hiding behind buildings just behind you, and you can interact with that as well. Nice. I, I know, like, I don't know if you guys have... Have you guys been to Disneyland and things like that? They've yeah, got, I have, but many, many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've got the, the Star Wars uh, uh, simulator ride. I, can't, I, think, I don't know what it's called. I forget what it's called. But you get into the big this big... Uh, simulator you sit down there must be at 16 other people there and you've it's all 3d so you got your 3d glasses on and then you've got the big the the screens at the front and yeah they, they just take you for a, you know a, a sort of an adventure uh whatever it is i think there's five different ones and you just fly around the planet or through the under the water and all this sort of stuff darth vader grabs the front of the the you know they grab the ship and the ship's shaking and all this sort of stuff it's really really cool. good yeah it's, it's really good so uh look if you can get some sort of i know you're not going to get the full immersement experience like that out of vr but if you get something that can impact on your senses like that it'd be pretty cool um one thing i used to use uh, google cardboard a lot for on flights was um having a big screen um it would basically simulate a um watching a movie in a in a movie theater so because the screen's so close to to your vision, you can you can take a really small screen and make it look super huge. Right. <laughs> but this is on and your. You don't on... need to listen to those screaming babies anymore. <laughs> That's where good yeah good headphones and you're all set. Yes, I, I took a I took a set of headphones this time because yeah, yeah there was a lot of noise last time I went and you could hear the screaming kids and so yeah I ended up putting the the plain headphones on and then my headphones over the top of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> It worked. It was good. It was good. Uh, Snapchat seems to be moving into making original content also. Uh, I think there's a few of these ones. Uh, Snap, Snap Inc. 
has teamed up with NBC Universal to create a new digital content, which is based in California. It'll work with film and program makers to produce original scripted video for the app. I don't know. Are people going to watch videos in the apps? Depends what it is. They're only going to be about five minutes long. I guess. I guess you will. I don't know. I'm not right into all these. Are you guys into Snapchat, Steve? Are you in the Snap? Oh, you are, aren't you? Yeah, of course you are. You use I, it a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's on all the platforms. Yes. All the things. <laughs> Even on Weibo, just Chinese Facebook. I didn't speak oh. Chinese, but on Weibo. Can you get the <laughs> translated? Like, Ni uh, Google, yeah. <laughs> Ni hao. That's about all I know as well. Is that hello or something? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Google, Google Chrome does a pretty good job at uh, trying to translate. Um, mm. Obviously, a few things that'll sometimes get you know missed over, but it doesn't do too bad. You can you, generally you can work out what's going on. Yeah. So, but with like Snapchat, yes, because I, I do now remember that. Yeah, you're a pretty big user of it. Like, wh- I just don't really get it. Like, <laughs> like I, why? Um, so you, what do you use it for? What do you what do you use it for? Like, are you using it just to have just one on one communication with people, and then that that communication deletes, never to be seen again? Is that the use for it, or like, why would yeah, you so favour that it, over Twitter? Oh, it's one of those. Um, so, uh, yeah, one of those platforms where it's like now content. So I see this thing now, and then it's gone. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Like it, stuff you're only going to see like once off like it could be you know a selfie with somebody or some type of you know you're at an event mm. take a picture you know i'm here here now and you can put some fun stickers and stuff on there yeah and i think even like if you were to if you take a photo say you take your selfie inside the app yeah. then it, it also disappears so it's just gone forever is that right it doesn't go to your camera roll or whatever you can you can save some of them to your camera roll so if you you take a take a picture and put you know stickers on it and want some um, overlays and you know mm. pretty it up a little bit. You can then save it to your save it to your camera roll. But otherwise, you yeah, and the tongue sticking out. And... Yeah, they do some fun things with some of those overlays where they're all animated. So yeah, it mm. really does some fun things. To I like face. I do like yeah I like the overlays with the, the face. You know, and you can changes your voice and all that. Like they are pretty funny. Like I've. I've got a, I've done a few of those and sent them around. Uh, I know you guys probably haven't got one from me because <laughs> they're pretty stupid. You can even um, customize content for for a particular event. So if you're running, say, you know, a, a developer event or some type of marketing event, you can have a particular overlay just for that event, just for a few days, and only for people in the area. Right. Yes. Okay. Because I know sometimes, yeah, you, when you when you look at the 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 overlays that are there, sometimes they'll be sort of ad advertorial overlays. So you might have yeah. say Fanta or something, and the the overlay is all about you no know, Fanta cans popping around your head or something like that. It's um yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Or the you know movies movies have been doing it a bit too. Like the, I think when the new Spider Man came out, you could do like a Spider Man overlay. So. It, it made you look like Spider Man for mm. you know, a couple of days. Mm. Yeah, look, I can get I can get the entertainment out of that, but using it as a as a communication thing, I don't know. It might it might be old fashioned, but I'm still just do Facebook. <laughs> That's <laughs> MySpace. No, no, just Facebook. Um, all right, J- Jace, what else have you come across this week? Well, we've mentioned Kaspersky several times this year, so we might as well keep going. Multiple U.S. security consultants and other industry sources say. 
customers are dropping their use of Kaspersky software altogether, oh. particularly in the financial sector, likely concerned that Russian spies can rubbish through their files. <laughs> Some security companies are being told to only provide US products and former Kaspersky employees describe the firm as reeling with department closures and, and anticipation that researchers will jump soon. We're under great pressure to only use American products, no matter the technical or performance consequences, said a source in cybersecurity firm, which uses Kaspersky's antivirus engine in its own services. I know uh, Roger from the Aussie Tech Security is on about using American-only routers, but I guess it just comes to, look, I've got no doubt that they're all doing it, so it just comes down to who, do, who would you rather know your secrets, the Ruskies or the, the Yanks, you know? Or well, Huawei. Yeah, that's right. Well, that was a case recently in australia wasn't it the huawei wasn't allowed to build the submarine software or something uh was something like that because they were worried that there'd be little chinese back doors and all that sort of stuff but uh yeah so but banking scams are i don't know they they are getting more complicated and more uh, yeah more available aren't they but uh luckily i've never been hit by one but i'll tell you what i do dislike as you know, I've been over, went over to America last month, come back, and on my cut, my traveller card, I've still got holds from three hotels that I've went to. So they, they well, yet yeah, they've charged you, they've debited the card, but there's still yeah, put a hold on it. Yeah, so the hold's still there. So it's, there's like about six hundred bucks in hold. Oh, I can't access, and I've been back for three weeks. So I find that crazy. These are these are holes captured. Yeah, yeah. So I rang him up today. Actually, were they just security deposit holds, or there's the charge that hasn't gone through? Yeah, it's just the security deposit hold. So you know, if you if you if you bail and you I don't know, you drink all the mini bar. Yeah, Yeah, but but I mean, like, well, we've left these places more than three weeks ago, and so those five hundred dollar cokes are a killer, man. (laughs) Oh, tell me about it. I went to a place. The last uh, place you went to. Uh, actually gave you free bottle of water every day. So that's nice. Oh, the small one with overseas hotels. Yeah, they will do that. Yeah, that's yeah. actually the normal thing to do. You can get it in Australia. Okay. Well, the small bottle was but free. At least the, in the big Australia, bottle was. <laughs> when I went to the US, there was no kettle. There was no bickies. There's no tea or coffee in in the room. You had to all go outside for that. Whereas in Australia, you always got a kettle, tea, coffee, bickies. Maybe a packet of chips and some chuckies mm. there or something. Because I don't know, like, if you guys like your coffee, but I found coffee to be pretty poor over there. Like, there's no, there's, oh, there's no cafe. Terrible. There's no it's cafes. <laughs> Where's I went to yeah. Denny's every day, but the only thing I liked about the coffee is that theirs is unlimited. Right. And this lady is just like, oh, they got all different creamers. So I put in hazelnut milk creamer and it made it bearable. But um, <laughs> after you have a couple of sips, the lady's there. Top it up, sir. Yep. Okay. Off you go. Well, you, you took another sip here. Have some more. Have, have some more. Mm. In Australia, they're like, no, you can buy another one, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because another five dollars ninety-five for your macchiato. <laughs> but I found that you couldn't even get that. It was just all percolated coffee. Like I just didn't like yeah. the, like the coffee. It was. I think you had to go find a Starbucks, and then look. I think I must have got a bad one, a bad cup from Starbucks. I didn't like it at all. I found it really weak. Yeah. So I don't know if that was yep. typical of of the coffee but yeah i was really surprised like no cafes like randy you know you can't just go everyone there. told me about starbucks over there they're like don't don't go into starbucks and order download the app order it and then go in there to pick it up because you'll turn up there and you're like 
hi, can I have a coffee? And they're like, yep. And then you wait and one guy turns in, turns up and he takes 10 coffees away and then another person takes out six coffees. <laughs> They've all ordered it before you on the app. <laughs> right. And you're just sitting there going, do, 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 I've been here for an hour and I haven't got my coffee yet. Mm. I downloaded the app. It, um, they don't have the app in the Australian app store. And even though you're in the US, you still can't get access to that app unless you'd switched to, to another account in the in the American app store. So I was just like, well, I won't go to Starbucks then. Mm. I think they've just opened up a Starbucks here on the Goldie. I think in Rubino, I think. Uh, I know yeah. they were here, but they, they closed. Uh, they were at Pacific Fair, but they've closed. But anyway, getting back to my little credit card story, because I do have a resolution. Is it does take about three weeks <laughs> to, for the wow. for those holes to come off? It's a joke. Uh, so I rang him up today and I said, "Next time I go over, how can how how can I avoid this situation?" So what the answer is is that if you put the security deposit on a credit card, then it's only a couple of days hold. But see, I put it on a debit card, even though it was a Visa, it was a Visa debit card, and apparently yeah. the debit cards take the three weeks to come off. So wow. she was saying, you put the security, so you go there with your two cards, security deposit on the credit, and pay for it on the debit, if that's how you want to do it. Right. So that's the answer. Do you uh, know all the tricks? I do now, after I'm home, yeah, real real handy. Tune <laughs> in again next week for USA Travel Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> and and look, here's this, this is what you can expect from next week's show is the Starbucks app. We'll, <laughs> we'll review it. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, Virgin Mobile to, is going to discontinue prepaid mobile broadband. Wants to focus on postpaid. Uh, mustn't be any money in prepaid, I imagine. So they, they've stopped offering the service on its website, although you can still buy the $15 recharge option until the start of the, next month. Customers with unused credit may be eligible for an automatic refund, uh, which Virgin Mobile said would be issued within six weeks from the November 18. Uh, any ideas other than non not profitable? Why would they be getting out of prepaid? Just Are we all going to agree just not profitable? Yeah. Yeah? Guess so? Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Why would you get out of it otherwise? So, um, there you go. I don't think I know anyone. Oh, I had another issue. I had an issue with Vodafone. That's right, because I had that hit more more US tips here. I, when I went overseas, I got the Vodafone plan, and you can do the roaming. You know, it was five bucks a day. It worked out really well. It was um, it was really good. But uh, come back and uh, they, they I rang up and cancelled it. Of course, you know, as you come back, and they they sent me the bill. that said, "Oh, you're going to get charged again this month." You know, I went, "Hang on a second. So. So that so I rang him up yesterday and I cancelled the direct debit and I rang him up today and said, listen, you keep sending me bills for the, you know, to continue on. So I've cancelled the direct debit. So now can you sort yourself out and then ring me when you sort it and I'll pay you the difference. And so they're going to ring me tomorrow and I'll pay the difference. But you got to, yeah, but so much time wasting, isn't it, with all these things? Yeah. I just can't believe it. I screwed up when I went over there. I forgot to properly get a data pack. I thought that I had, but I hadn't added it to my account properly. And then first day that I'm in my hotel room, there's a parade going through town. So I'm like, I run downstairs. I'm like, I'm going to live stream this on Facebook. Hey, everyone, look what's happening in America, San Francisco. Isn't this cool? And then I get ding from Telstra. You've just spent $75. What? <laughs> oh, no. Ding, you've just spent $150. Hang on. <laughs> I went up and I'm on 24-7. Like, that live chat on Telstra is a lifesaver. That's the best thing that they ever put on there is a 24-7 live chat. Mm. I'm like, please help me. Please help me. And they're like, 
Blah, blah, blah. No, you knew. All oh, right. Turn look, your... we'll, we'll only charge you half of it, but make sure you buy the data pack properly. Yeah. Okay, I promise I will. They tell you to turn your phone off, but I'm talking to you. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Now, look, I know there's another guy that I know who's just been over to the US. I know he listens to the show, so I'm sorry to bring it up. But uh, more US tips. That's great, isn't it? So he, he, uh, he, he took his trip over there and got sick while he was over there. And uh, so I went to the hospital, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know how much the health care is over there. So he, he, he comes back and whatever, and he goes, oh, thank goodness I had the health insurance. So he went to claim. Uh, don't have it. Sorry, sir. We don't have any record of it. And he goes, what, what's going on here? He didn't have any. He, and, the, and he forgot to take it out. Now, the reason he forgot was because normally you would, you know, if you... He normally books on his it's like American Express card, then that travel insurance comes automatically because you've booked yep. it on the American Express card. But for for whatever reason, this time he's going through the Google flights and whatever it was, you know, wherever he was, and he just probably, you know, late at night, not really thinking or after too many sherbets or whatever, and just goes, Oh yeah, I love that flight, that hotel, blah blah blah, PayPal, exit, thank you. And he paid by uh, paid by PayPal, didn't have the travel insurance. Yes. Uh, Cost a cost a little fortune, but um, sorry to bring that up, but uh, to that person, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, but the the, the, bad memories. the Aussie Aussie US tips is uh, got to get to the bottom of all He's these never stories. Listening to this podcast again? No, <laughs> no, he probably won't. He probably bring back bad memories. But anyway, uh, okay, what else have I got here? Or what else? What else you got, Jace? Anything else? The world's first fleeting offshore wind farm began delivering electricity to the Scottish grid today. The 30-megawatt installation situated 25 kilometres from Peterhead in Aberdeenshire, Scotland, will demonstrate that offshore wind energy can be harvested in deep waters miles away from land where installing giant turbines was once impractical and possible. At peak capacity, the wind farm will produce enough electricity to power 20,000 Scottish homes. From the report, the installation called High Wind Scotland is also interesting because it was built by Statoil, a Norwegian mega corporation known for offshore oil drilling. Statoil has pursued offshore wind projects in recent years using the company's experience building and managing infrastructure in difficult open sea conditions to its advantage. High Wind Scotland began producing power in September and today it starts delivering electricity to the Scottish grid. Now all that's left for Statoil is partner company Mazda to install one megawatt hour lithium ion battery, charming battery charmingly called Batwind, onshore. Batwind will help the offshore system regulate power delivery and optimize output. After a number of small demonstration projects, the five six megawatt turbines are the first commercial turbines to lack a firm attachment to the sea floor. They're held in place wow. using three giant suction anchors which are commonly used in offshore oil drilling. Essentially, an enormous empty upside-down bucket is placed on the seafloor and the air is sucked out of the bucket, which forces the bucket downward further into the seafloor sediment. Wow, that's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, that's I know brilliant. that there's a lot of wind over there. Oh, that's how big they are. So it's bigger than whatever that building is, Oslo Plaza, Norway. That's yeah. huge. So I've just got up here on the screen for those on the audio. We've got a picture of a, the wind turbine, which is bigger than the Oslo Plaza, Norway, at 117 metres, bigger than the Statue of Liberty, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and the Scott Monument in Edinburgh. So these things stand, yeah, 254 metres. That's uh, wild. And yeah, a lot Even of... taller than Glenn. Oh, it is. <laughs> and 
That's right. But yeah, so that's that's good. Uh, hopefully, that's going to be uh, successful over there. But there is a lot of wind in that part of the world, from what I hear. So uh, cold wind. I won't say anything about Scotsman and being full of wind <laughs> or anything like that. That might get us in trouble. <laughs> well, uh, you look at. I don't know if it, is it just me, but I look at those things that like the 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 blades on it, and you to me they look too thin to catch wind. Like don't they look thin? Like, obviously they work. But don't they look thin? They do look but thin. But anyway, yeah. that might be just me. Uh, all right. Uh, what yeah, else? You look thin. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> getting there. Um, <laughs> any Steve? Any comments on wind farms? No. Good tech. Like, need them. Look like they really floated that one though. <laughs> <laughs> Way of the future. That's blown me away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Adobe warns users to patch against the new exploit. Just just keep those auto updates on, I guess. Uh, the warning came from Kaspersky. Oh, so, <laughs> can you trust it? I don't, know, I don't know. It's those Ruskies. Uh, the warning. Oh came... yeah, sure. We'll download a new Flash one. Good one, Kaspersky. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a link on the Kaspersky site for the update. <laughs> For the Adobe update, lovely. Did you you see what happened with Equifax? Speaking of Adobe stuff, no. You know how Equifax got hacked and they stole everybody's customer data? Okay. (laughs) It was a big story for the last couple of weeks. It's it's an identity fraud protection company. Oh, right. It has your social security number, your home address, how much money you make, all the oh, details. Oh, no. Yeah, everything. To protect your ID, and it got hacked, and they stole it all. And then uh, they put up a new website, come here to find out if your data was stolen. And when you went there, they had an ad in the top of the screen which had been compromised and was requesting you download a new Adobe Flash player, which was a hacked one that was really a virus. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You got double whammy if you actually went there and did it because you got hacked as well as them. Um, now, look, here's, here's another another story from Jace. I'll, I'll lead you into this one, Jace. It's probably uh, you hear about these ones every now and then. It's uh, the Netflix. They've, they've, they're hiring coppers, cops for the beat of to go after illegal downloading. What Netflix? Netflix. What's going on over there? Are they are they going to? Um, eradicate illegal downloading or what they hate the pirates are by offering cheap access to decent online content library which includes its own original content netflix hopes to put an end to piracy once and for all despite attracting more than 100 million customers worldwide netflix's content is still prone to piracy with its own shows like house of cards narcos and Orange is the New Black, illegally streamed or downloaded millions of times. Knuckles. The streaming giant has long been battling with pirates, having sent over a million takedown requests to Google alone. But the company believes its efforts are not enough and is currently expanding its internal anti-piracy division by hiring a copyright and content protection coordinator. Uh-huh. Netflix's listing describes a role as being responsible for the tactical takedown efforts with the goal of reducing online piracy to a socially unacceptable fringe activity. The company said the right candidate would have experience with anti-piracy initiatives and should be very well versed in managing an effective notice and takedown program. 
In addition to sending of takedown notifications and monitoring piracy trends in data, the role has strong focus on going after Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, Google Search, Daily Motion, and other platforms used to facilitate piracy. Now, look, I don't know. Is it just me, or is that they're never going to stop piracy? Are they, Steve? Do you reckon they ever stop it? Um, I think um, I think having a lot uh, a lot of the content available for under subscription um, is is definitely going to help, and mm. I think. So a lot of the numbers I've seen over the like a few years, especially you know as Spotify and Netflix has kind of uh, come out more into the marketplace with more content, it's it's definitely helped reduce it a lot. Like I think the the mindset is you know why why do I need to download it if I can just play a monthly exactly. subscription? Yeah, good. I have it on hand. Yes, yeah, well, excellent point. Because uh, I reckon like you don't really hear of music being pirated anymore, do you? Like yeah. I think because. No. You don't need to Spotify. No, that's right. And like, even I think earlier this month, like I signed up for the the Spotify Pro. You know, like, and it wasn't just because yeah, the family account. Yes, yes. So now yeah. everyone's everyone's got it, and what it costs eighteen dollars a month or something. Um, and I think even artists have sort of recognised that as well. Like the new um, there's a, a new Marilyn Manson um, you know album came out. They still call them albums. Yeah, album album. Yeah, came out that'll do. Yeah. It was out like within twelve hours on Spotify, so like, yeah. I had it. <laughs> yes, yes. And another thing I noticed though with Spotify, you know how you, yeah the free version, I think it plays at a lower bit rate than the the paid version. I don't notice. I'm not <laughs> that much of an audio file myself. Well, neither have I. But I was listening to it in the car today, like because now I'm on the pro. I'm thinking, geez, that's that sounds a lot better. I can hear things that I wasn't hearing before, and I, it made me think. I couldn't. Be- I can't believe it, but it made me think. I'm gonna to have to go home and check. But is the free Spotify mono like a double mono? And uh, the- it's probably yeah, just a lower, lower bit rate. Yeah, I've been a subscriber since it's been like since it launched in Australia. When was that? With their horrible ads. Horrible ads. Oh yes, yeah. The on free the free version. Horrible, horrible ads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, my ears are killing me. I'm going to pay money for this. There's actually a guy who did a parody on YouTube, how we make Spotify ads, and he's got, like, trumpets, trombones, and garbage cans. He's banging around. He's like, buy side of Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to side of Spotify now. <laughs> but, but look. The way I always look at it, like, it's, it's the price of a single if they still have those, I don't yeah. even know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> showing my age. Uh, literally the, the price of a, you know, a CD a month mm. and you get about yeah. 30,000 songs in my main starred playlist. Yeah. Well, like, I had a lot of... I was doing good with about 800. <laughs> I had a lot of, I had a lot of music on a, um, on my server and like, I think from years gone by, I had a, a mate that used to work in a, in a, record shop or a cd shop whatever you call it anyway every night he used to you know bring home 10 or 20 or whatever rip them rip them rip them you know so i had like a very good collection up until about the year 2000 uh but my server died and i gee i thought i had a backup of this music drive but i can't find it so i mustn't have i thought i did <clears throat> but unless i overread it for some other reason but anyway i can't find it and i just thought to myself well you know i don't really need it that was just like yeah. it was it was 200 gig i don't really need because everything on us is, is, is on spotify you don't need these plastic things with media in it that break and lose i've got smashed up 
CD covers in boxes when I've been moving from place to place, and now yeah. I do, and you need need somewhere to store them all and sort them mm. and where's all the stuff and it's just like hit play. That's the one I want. Off you go. Who cares? Yeah, even DVDs. Like I got I got given six DVDs recently that I was like, what do what I am do I going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have an Xbox, but like I'm not going to play them because I already have the content available anyway. So yeah. Now another um another another US. Uh, Aussie tech tippy. <laughs> I don't know if you go. <laughs> a lot of things happened to me when I was over there this time. We went to Hollywood. I don't know if you guys have ever been down, you know, whatever it is, Sunset Strip, whatever the hell it is, where all the stars on the walking thing is. Yeah, that's the one. But anyway, there's a lot of shysters that, you know, get down there. Like they're dressed in the Spider Man suit or Superman suit or whatever. And they'll come up to you and they'll go, hey, go and blah, 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 take a photo, you know. Hey, you know, and they, they uh, want you to, they get your mate or whatever to take a photo of you with them. And they go, oh, that was nice. Yeah, thanks very much. And they go, oh, that's 10 bucks. You know, like this. <laughs> and you go, oh, okay, right. But anyway, we were warned about all this from the bus driver. So thankfully, we never got stung by that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was walking down the street down there and this guy just come up to me. Here it is here. He, he plants this in my hand a CD, and, and just starts going, hey, I've been on bloody Jimmy Kimmel show and all this blah, 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 and wank, 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 and all this sort of stuff. And I said, oh, all right, that's good on you, good on you, mate. And then I go, okay, well, I'll see you later then. Thanks for the CD. And he goes, oh, it's 20 bucks. And I, <laughs> and I go, well, I don't want it. And he goes, oh, I've, al- I've already signed it for you <laughs> and everything. <laughs> he goes, what am I going to do with it? I said, I care what you do with it. I said, I, I don't even know how to play it. I don't, I don't, I don't have a CD player. And anyway, um, um, he, look, he did a little video for us, you know. So anyway, I said, look, you can have five bucks. Here you go, take it or leave it. He goes, oh, right, take it. So he got, he got, he got five bucks out of me, but he wanted twenty. They're sneaky little things because I said to him, oh, I don't have any money. I don't have twenty. But he goes, yes, you do in your wallet there. And he's looking at me, looking. He could see the money in my wallet while I was trying to. <laughs> I'm pulling out, pulling out five dollars for him. Dirty bastards. But anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but apparently some of those CDs, you get back home and they're blank. But um, oh, okay. But this one might as well have been. Or it might I, have a virus. Yeah. It might have. <laughs> <laughs> he did have you a... You know what you should do? Before you, before you listen to it, install Kapersky. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, he, he did have a Kapersky shirt on, so I don't know what was going on. <laughs> but yeah, that's... He's gonna, they're going to be like AOL CDs. Like Kapersky can't get anyone subscribed, so you'll get them in the mail. Please use our antivirus. Please use our antivirus. You'll have a stack of them. I actually thought he might have been the one putting the hold on your, the charges on your card. Well, well he, yeah. could have, he could have been. Because that's how I thought I'd get out of it as well. I said, mate, I don't have any money. I said, I've only got a credit card. He goes, yeah, I do them. I went, oh, you're kidding me. I got Square, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, Square was pretty popular over there. And, um, yeah, yeah, you get some of these dudes that just What was hang- the PayPal one that they had, something like that? PayPal yeah. here. Yeah, yep. PayPal here. Yeah, yeah, I still got my little one, the little black one. So that that, yeah, that worked good. that works pretty good. Beacon, PayPal Beacon, which never never came out. No, apparently. it was good. It was fun. Mm, no, didn't see that one. So I had I had really liked. I had one of those credit card size uh, second factor authenticator LCD things oh, for yeah. my PayPal account. Yeah, I remember that. The, the, eventually, the battery ran out, so I had to chuck it because it wasn't any use to me anymore. And I just used the mobile phone second factor now because it works yeah. just as well and i don't have to carry around something else but back then i'd be like okay i want to log into paypal and be like we'll send a note number to your phone mm. okay 
when I got it the next day, the number would come through on my phone because it take that long to get through the international phone networks or something. Mm, I don't know. How... I, I wanted to buy it then. I had five minutes to type in the number, and then it expired. And I got it the next day. <laughs> Those credit card and um, two FA things—they were cool. I remember them. Yeah, I loved really, it. Yeah, super thin. Hmm. All right, this is uh, my last story for this week. Is Australia has launched a revenge porn reporting tool. So uh, Australia has set up the first national reporting tool to help victims of revenge porn. E-Safety Commissioner said 20% of Australians aged between 16 and 49 have experienced image-based abuse. That's like one in, what, five? Um, I haven't. Have you guys? No? No. no. I don't think I have. No. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to see naked photos of me. No. Uh, young women and Indigenous Australians are more likely to be victims. Why Indigenous Australians? That's yeah. weird, isn't it? Um, the same research found that 70, 76% of victims took no action, often because they didn't know what to do. The government is considering introducing civil penalties for perpetrators or websites that will distribute revenge porn. Uh, so if you need to dob someone in or whatever the site is esafety.gov.au forward slash oh, they make it easy do they forward slash image hyphen based hyphen abuse so there you go let's see if i can google it yeah well it's not even that easy to find because i started googling because i went i wanted to look f- uh for the for the link you know for you guys and yep. I, I went through story after story after story, and none of them linked to the reporting tool. Uh, and so, far, did you Google revenge porn? <laughs> Probably. Is that going to flag somewhere? Is it? We're just wondering what kind of results you got. <laughs> well, I, well, I didn't get nothing bad. I would have, I would have remembered that, but um. Kids, yeah. don't come in here. Daddy's doing some work for the show tonight. I've got to look up re- research. <laughs> yes, research. That's right. Oh, no. No, don't worry about that noise. That's all right. It's just, it's just me using a rubber hammer. Now, <laughs> no, I, can't even, I can't even get the side up. So that's how crazy it is. I was going to show you what the site looks like, but for you. no, I think um, when I, when I do the show, the computer's doing so much it just can't really load web pages too easily. But <laughs> what any what any virus are you using? Because uh, Persky. <laughs> I heard it's the best. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I should turn it off. What else is this computer doing? I don't know. But uh, but anyway, that's the. If you want to know the oh god, if you want to know the link, it's in the show notes, which you can find at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. I'm giving this thing one more go. Come on, come on, you can do it. Here it comes. Here it comes. I want to show you what it looks like before I go because this is. Have used Edge, man. That's oh, I know. What do you think of Edge, uh, Steve? I like it. I think it's good. Yep. Well, you're a yeah, you're a Mac person, awesome. mostly, aren't you? I am, but I've got Windows installed through VM. Oh, okay. It's coming to mobile, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, iOS and Android now. Why do you like? Why do you not dislike Edge? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a gun at your head somewhere. <laughs> What's going on? Um, it's super quick. Um, it's web standard, so which is good because it was uh, as a web, as a web developer, IE was Internet Explorer was troublesome. Right? Oh well, that's always has been, hasn't it? 
No, IE6 was great. Everything was based to work on IE6 and nothing else. Remember, we can remember, <laughs> remember, Kogan was, if you were using IE6, he charged an extra $10 or something. Yeah. Like, right. so, yeah. so, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was crazy. I can't get this page up. But anyway, it's uh, esafety.gov.au anyway. Uh, all right. Um, Yes. Yeah, that was that was a problem. I six, seven, eight, nine all had different standards, so you'd, you'd have to uniquely code like a website to handle each version differently depending mm. on what you need to do. So, yeah, edge completely because because that you can't do extensions on the edge yet, can you? I don't think I don't think they've brought that out. Like, like you... uh, actually, haven't tried. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Oh, look, the site's come up. There it is. Image-based abuse. Take action. Support. Legal assistance. Uh, we're here to support all Australians who've experienced image-based abuse. I think there was a, a bit of a high-profile one just recently, wasn't there, after the AFL grand final or something? There was a lady, or a picture of a lady with the winning medal around her neck, topless, went around the place. Um, um, so, yeah, look, I... The, I did, uh, You'll be happy to know the Microsoft Store has got extensions for Microsoft Edge, oh, AdBlock, yeah. AdBlock Plus, AdGuard, AdBlocker, Pinterest Save Button, etc. Oh, I okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Last I read that they didn't have it, so that must only be well relatively new. Probably, probably looked into it about a couple of months ago. That must be relatively new. I'll have a look at that again. Yep. Not I'm a big Edge Pretty user. New. Yeah, <laughs> like living on the edge. Oh, there was one I wanted to. Oh, there's this story I wanted to say. I will, I will say it while you're here, Steve, because this might be, uh, I don't know, sort of up your sort of alley. I don't know if you've uh, heard of, you heard of Megabots? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. Japan versus the US. Yes. Yeah, how good is this? This is the world's first giant robot duel between Megabots and Sudabashi, heavy industry Japan. Now, science fiction fans become a real really become a reality as gigantic robots piloted by their creators go head to head in the historic battle. Now, they don't look too dissimilar to say Transformers, uh, but they're all they're actual heavy machinery, and they've they've built in the, a pilot, a human pilot capsule or whatever. And if you get a chance, just just search for it's on YouTube, the giant robot duel. Uh, look, and I've got a little picture here for those on the video. You'll be able to uh, see this. And look, I had a bit of a look at it today, and you know, that was it was pretty cool. This is not going to play because everything's so slow around here. But uh, I'm not on the MBN. There we go. So, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Hang on, let's see if we can. So, you've seen these, Steve? You... Yeah, I've been watching. Uh, there's one, one uh, group in Japan I've been watching for a few years because. Like if I had a million dollars, I would totally buy one. Yeah, uh, I've just put the link in the in the notes if you want to bring that one up. But it's um, yeah, basically a fully working mech suit, like a fully working robot suit that you can sit in and pilot. Just uh, like in the Matrix. So just ah yeah yeah just like in the Matrix. Yeah, where'd you put what link? Where'd you put that? Oh, in the Zoom. Zoom oh, chat. I can't do that. It's hang on. I'll try and do that. It'll... It'll screw right. up your screen capture, probably. Uh, <laughs> um, hang on. Or will it? Chats. No, it might not if I can poke it out like this. New chat? No. No. Can't do it. <laughs> can you? Have you got the show notes open in the Google? I do. <laughs> Google machine? The Google. The Google, yes. Use the Google. I do. I put it at the bottom. Okay. I put it in the Facebook, too. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. I've got that here. Uh, 
put that up there. Yeah, so this, we this don't want to get too technical for you there, Glenn. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it simple. This stuff's been around since 2015, but, um, yeah, it, I mean, it's fully working. They actually have, like, full demo videos of the of the suits. Yeah, like I think you know, I was pretty impressed when the you know drone wars came out, and I thought, oh, this is gonna, that's going to be the next biggest sport, you know, like horse racing, or whatever. I reckon that drone wars, that drone racing, is going to really take off. And I, I looked at this <laughs> and I thought, this is pretty cool. This will take off too. <laughs> like, who doesn't? Oh, you can get this one on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's a thirteen yeah. foot tall. Maybe you get it delivered to the front of your house or something. <laughs> Yeah, just leave it on the porch. I tell you what, so the neighbours don't find it, just put the welcome mat on top of it. It's only 13 foot tall, but it'll fit under the mat. So there's um, YouTube videos uh, of this thing actually driving around on the street. Oh, Uh, right. They they actually have fully working... uh, How many car crashes? (laughs) Well, literally, see, like, in the... I don't think it's on that site, but in in the video, you literally see it go down the street and there's, like, cars like driving past it like you would i'd be like what the hell was that (laughs) (laughs) i know it looks cool looks good yeah have a look at the have a look at them fighting and stuff on that youtube video it's uh it's awesome it's awesome all right uh look i'll put that link of steve's in the show notes and i'll just put steve under that story and i'll put steve's link there there you go so everyone you can see what we're looking at all right cool all right, uh, I think we're about there, Jason. Unless you got any final one thoughts. One quick one to finish off. It's very, yep. very important. Yes. Digital pets have been a thing for a couple of decades. Pokemon's still going strong, but there's another huge franchise which has been strangely overlooked. Back in the '90s, the world became obsessed with Tamagotchi. Nearly 82 million users around the world cared for, fed, and cleaned up after pixelated creatures that lived inside an egg-shaped device. Now the original virtual pet is back to delight original fans and newcomers mm, alike. Right, right. The new Tamagotchi device is smaller than the 90s original. Despite that, it retails a, retains the same egg shape and LCD screen, folks. Remember, there are six different shells which are based on the original Japanese one. Each of these has its own unique character. Though the new Tamagotchi devices are based on the Japanese ones, the packaging resembles that of the American devices. In this way, the new Tamagotchis combine Western and Eastern sensibilities. For many generation X kids, the Tamagotchi device can be considered America's first and favorite digital pet. The enduring power of Tamagotchi is its clear expression that nurturing and love never goes out of style. It's such an honor to bring back one of the most beloved toys in a way that captures the magic and joy of a generation while embracing the sensibilities of new generations. Hmm. Pre-orders for the new Tamagotchi device is now available from various North American retailers. The toys are set to release on November 5 for fourteen ninety nine. Like the NES and SNES Classic Edition systems, the new Tamagotchi toys will be sold in limited quantity. If you're a fan of the originals or if you just want to have a piece of history, it'll be worth your time to grab a Tamagotchi before they're all sold out. Anybody oh. have one? Uh, no. Oh, I had a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I had them, one or two Tamagotchis as well. They were fun. They were cool. And then they did that thing where they started, they had the ones that would talk to each other. And, yeah. And for a while. Like, uh, Bluetooth or something like similar. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I never went into that. I think um, my my handheld toy was <laughs> my <Yeah>. hand. <laughs> no, <laughs> my, my handheld thing was was a uh, you know those old little Popeye games or whatever. 
Oh, you know, yeah, the, Game Watch. Oh, the Game Watch is yeah, classic. Yeah, the Nintendos or whatever. Well, yeah, the Popeyes and Turtle Bridge and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then they yeah. come out with a double screen, see? Yeah, when the, when the trusty cassette tape was around. Hmm? Yeah, <laughs> not Spotify. <laughs> yeah, that's right, TDK exactly. for the win. Oh, TDK does amazing things yes. to, to your system. All right. <laughs> Now that's oh, I remember you get the the cassette tapes they they come out chrome tape or something they were chrome laced or something to make the sound oh, yeah. better or something. Um, I remember re- rewinding them with the pen. Yeah, yeah. Them yeah. Well, with yeah. CDs you could always make a CD audio sound better if you got a green felt marker and you went around the outside edge. Do you ever hear that? Really? One around? No. Yeah, they always they said that if you get a green permanent marker. And go around the edge of a CD. It was supposed to make the audio sound better. I don't know where it came from. I think that's a bit of bull. To get the scratches off a CD, you used to use toothpaste. Yeah. Well, what about scratches Uh, out of a record? Used to uh, just get a black texture and colour them in. Yeah, (laughs) colour it back in again. (laughs) (laughs) Just to stop the needle jumping i guess but uh yeah dude i've got a record player somewhere i haven't used it for ages all right um so that's about it steve did you have anything else you want to add or are you happy to leave it there no good good, good stuff no worries well it's good to be back so you're in sunny brisbane soon to be in sunny melbourne so good luck sunny. down there <laughs> <laughs> good luck and uh we'll get you back on when you're settled in down there and tell us all the updates about the apis and the telstra iot's and all, all that sort of stuff good stuff yeah sounds good all right cheers Thank thanks for coming on thanks jace for coming in and yep. uh love your background you're looking for appeasement from a few people no doubt so beautiful <laughs> it is it is nice very nice all right good stuff and uh hopefully uh jace will be back next week and we'll see steve again soon and uh yeah we'll see you guys again soon as well so thanks for downloading and subscribing and listening on the audio so until we are heard by you, until we are heard by you again it's a uh, goodbye bye-bye